This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. To my favorite murder, the mini sode, where we read you things that you've written to us. Isn't it fun listening to reading? <laughs> it's one of the better things to do in this world. Remember when you were a little kid and you couldn't read? Oh, it was a mystery what those letters meant all smashed together. That's right. Well, we're your moms and we're going to read you horrible bedtime stories. Sit down. <laughs> Stop squirming. Sit down. Stop hitting your brother. Lips together, <laughs> something apart. <laughs> what? Wait. That can't be right. No, it can't be right. Brain open. <laughs> Receive it. <laughs> Believe it. Take our love. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love you, goddammit. <laughs> okay, should I start it? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Hello, cats, dogs, people. Great. Mm-hmm. In the mid-2000s, I was a bartender at a pretty sleazy gentleman's club in northern Kentucky. Hell yeah, you wow. were. Can you smell it? Can you smell the menthol <laughs> cigarettes in the air? Right across from the river, uh, right across the river from Cincinnati. Money was great. I was in my 20s and I have many crazy stories to share. Here's one. Hell yeah. Most of the dancers used cabs to get to and from work. This was in the ages before Uber. At the end of the night, some cabs would be lined up out front waiting for the ladies to get off work. A young lady in her mid-twenties, we'll call her Selena, I don't know her real name, got into one of the cabs to head home for the night, just like she did every other night. This night was extremely cold, even for Midwest standards. Snow and ice on the ground, negative temps, freezing. During the ride, the driver pulled off the road mm. to, quote, go a different way to avoid bad roads. He then pulled over mm. and attacked her. He beat her, sexually assaulted her, slit her throat with a <gasps> screwdriver, and dumped her on the side of a rural road. Oh, my God. This badass <gasps> woke up in a ditch and crawled to a house about half a mile away what? to get help. Holy shit. Thankfully, at 4 a.m., some kind person answered the door and called 911. The doctor said the bitter cold saved her life <gasps> because she was lying knocked out in that snowy ditch. The blood and the wound froze, <clears throat> saving her from bleeding to death. Oh, my God. They did catch the driver, and he went to prison for rape and attempted murder. It turns out he was a convicted rapist who had only been out of prison for a year holy I, wherever you are selena i hope you're living your best life wow that's from no name oh i have chills isn't that incredible that is incredible and unbelievable wow way to start the show boom mm, there there now go to bed <laughs> uh this one's called my aunt the black widow 
Okay. Yes. <laughs> this starts. Hi, people and pets. Okay. There we go. First, I want to say that my boyfriend got me hooked on MFM. The best part is his name is Steven. So now naturally, I address him as <laughs> Steven. <laughs> anyway, my hometown murder involves none other than my own aunt in Sweet Home, Alabama. <laughs> I know that Georgia loves a good Black Widow story. Do I or is that you? It's me. It's definitely you. <laughs> so here we... Many people still don't know the difference between you That's and true. I. That's I, true. Hi, I'm Georgia. I'm reading the story right now. Hi, I'm Karen and I have almost the same voice. That's right. Too bad. <laughs> Deal with it. So here we go. My aunt, 53 at the time, was dating 54-year-old Cecil for around five years. They were married for only six months before Cecil passed away. On May 5th, 2001, Cecil died on the kitchen floor of their home. My aunt came home from shopping, found him, and called 911. Mm. The coroner stated that Cecil died of a heart attack. My aunt insisted that he be cremated. Always a fucking bad <laughs> sign. The hugest of red flags. Uh-huh. But his adult daughter said, fuck no, and he was buried instead. Later, his daughter discovered that his will had been changed. Mm. Turns out my aunt had forged his will and life insurance policy only a few days before his death to leave her with all his dollars. Very suspect. Will not hold up in court. Your own aunt. Your own aunt. Cecil ended up being exhumed and an autopsy discovered a lethal concoction of 25 to 30 pills in his system. Supposedly, my aunt drugged him, laid her out of there and left him to die. Goddamn peach. Am I right? (laughs) So my aunt went to trial. It was all over the local news and she was called the Black Widow. In 2003, my aunt was found guilty of capital murder and sentenced to life in prison, plus two 20 year sentences for forgery and theft. Wow. Ready for some twists and turns? Yes. After countless appeals funded by my mother, stating the prosecution failed to establish a sufficient chain of custody for samples extracted from Cecil's body and that evidence was improperly presented at her trial. She was awaiting a second trial when she pleaded guilty to manslaughter in 2013. By this time, my aunt had been behind bars for around 12 years. She was to be released from prison in 2021, but she's actually been out for a few years now. Whoa. I assume she's on parole because she couldn't travel to Tennessee with my mom recently, but unfortunately, they don't talk about these super interesting things. (laughs) says I roll. <laughs> Other than that, she's remarried and living a seemingly seemingly normal life now as a 65-year-old grandmother. Shit. I'm still sad over the loss of Cecil and about the trauma his family endured. Mm-hmm. I was around 12 years old at the start of this shit, so I guess you can say I have my sweet aunt to thank for my premature anxiety and my murderino interests. Anyway, thank you for being my daily entertainment and for giving my boyfriend and me endless conversations, puns, and laughs. We love y'all. Stay sexy and don't let your aunt near the medicine cabinet. Whitney. Whitney. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, inter-family, like, that's tough. Yeah. And I'm sure that mom, it being her sister, was like, there's no way. And we don't fucking talk about this. And we don't talk about it. But, oh, my God, if you change the will. Yeah. And there was 25 to 30 pills in your system. Demanding next day cremation. Yeah. You're not actually doing yourself any favors. No. And the whole chain of custody thing, that's so interesting. You know, like... That's basically getting her off on a technicality. Totally. Totally. Entirely. Totally. (laughs) And completely. Totally and entirely. Totally and completely. And completely. Grandma, tell us about the time you (laughs) got off on a technicality of murdering your husband. Well, I think this is a good area to go into because mine actually kind of goes with this a little bit. But we're basically going into the um, breaking down the, the husband did it mentality. Oh, shit. Okay. Hello, MFM crew. I wanted to tell you all a story of why my family believes my grandmother killed three men in her lifetime. (laughs) Uh, Let me start this off with the fact that my grandmother is the sweetest old woman you can find. Uh Question mark. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's editorializing. Okay. Okay. I put that in. And I love her dearly, but she's a badass, which makes these murders believable. Oh, my God. Murder one. Back in the early 80s, my aunt was sexually assaulted when she was 15 years old on the way home from school. The police caught the dude after only one week of him being on the run. The man went to trial and all charges were dropped. As the story is told, my grandmother went to a payphone, called her ex-boyfriend Randy, and the man was never seen again. Randy. Randy. May we all have an ex-boyfriend named Randy <laughs> we can call on a payphone when things get dark. Amen. Amen. Murder two. This one involves the same aunt. When my aunt was in her late 20s, she had four children with her abusive husband. Her husband at the time was also a heavy user of drugs and would commonly come home and beat the snot out of my aunt. One night, my aunt showed up at my grandmother's house with a fresh black eye and all of her kids with the fear that her husband was going to kill her. My grandmother set them all up for bed, then took a trip to my aunt's house to pick up something. All caps. Well, the next morning he was found dead in their house with a needle in his arm. Interesting. Shut up. Murder number three. Holy shit. My grandmother got married in her mid-40s to an alcoholic, and he threatened to kill her a few times. Finally, after about 10 years, they separated, and about a month later, he died of liver failure after my grandmother went to his house to pick up something. Oh, my God. This woman is a black widow for sure. This woman is a straight murderer. There's no such person as Randy. There's no Randy. Yeah, there's no Randy. (laughs) She's like, no, I just have to go uh, pick up. The the idea of going to pick up some things as a euphemism for straight up murder. My grandmother is now 77 and lives with the family and is an OG murderino. I bet. (laughs) I hope. So it's in my genes. I work as an EMT and see some crazy stuff. So during my downtime, I love listening to your podcast because it helps me de-stress. Thanks, you guys, for all you do. Sean. 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 Lock your door at night. Sean, your grandmother's a legend. I mean, this is absolutely the double standard that we are totally guilty of, which is, but it's the thing of vigilanteism when it comes to abusive men. Yeah. Because we all know they get out of jail. They get off. They never get arrested. Right. They, you don't want to report it because he's high up in the whatever the fuck. In the whatever the fuck. <sighs> but, uh, you know. Yeah. It's, I mean. It's hard. We take it more lightly because women aren't, aren't as scary. And so yeah, it is. Let's as, fix the system and then everything can be fair. Yes. And just. And yes. until then, sometimes you got to call Randy. That's just unbelievable. Yeah. It's just uh, after a while, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, let's not go near that family whatsoever because <laughs> yeah. she might have come and pick up some things <laughs> she's coming over the second she's like can i just come over and pick up a couple things <laughs> peeling out why do i always remember lyrics to songs karen that i haven't heard for years but i always forget my email passwords i know right it's like our brains only want us to retain useless information but with one password that problem solved one password is an award-winning password manager that's trusted by families and large-scale companies alike if you're tired of being the person that everyone texts for a streaming login hand that honor to one password they let you share logins with people and with groups with one password you can securely switch between any device type or operating system. That means if you're a family or business that uses both Mac and PC, you won't have trouble sharing your private data. Don't let the name fool you. 1Password does more than just store passwords. It can autofill usernames, payment details, and personal information. And they notify you about potential data breaches. For business operations, 1Password has a dedicated support team that will integrate its security tools into your existing workflow. 1Password saves everyone time. And we all know that time saved equals money 
saved. Your accounting department will thank you. Don't just listen to us. 1Password was named Wirecutter's best password manager. And companies like Salesforce and IBM trust 1Password to secure their most sensitive information. So you can too. Right now, our listeners get a free two-week trial at onepassword.com slash MFM. That's two free weeks at one, as in the number one, password.com slash MFM. Onepassword.com slash MFM. Goodbye. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. This one's called The Haunted Hamburger. Great. Okay. This is I, okay, here we go. I'm obsessed with these kinds of stories. Okay. A big hello to all my favorite people and pets. What the fuck? I think people are adjusting their game with the fur babies thing. I, I appreciate so. it. Yeah. Although some people double down. I, also, I respect it. Um, yeah, I think they're looking for alternates. Okay. And I, I love the creativity. <laughs> Keep it coming. <laughs> Here's a quick story dating back over 40 years now. Back in the late 70s, my mom was growing up alongside six other children in Miami with the kind of hard Irish father who never said I love you and made them share every single thing they owned. <laughs> 
fuck. It was definitely one of those childhood that less that left everlasting effects on every one of those kids. To escape their small crowded house, they spent their time playing outside, stealing weed from their friends' parents, <laughs> and wandering around the neighborhoods as the local bicycle gang. Sure, oh, I love it. One of the many long days spent outside, my uncle Eddie was playing football with a bunch of kids in his cousin's front yard. The brick house was located at the end of the street. There was a corner turn crowded with bushes just a few yards away. One of the kids threw the ball a little too far and it ended up flying straight into the deep brush of the corner. Eddie, being the closest, gave a quick jog over to the area and began making his way through the branches. The other kids heard him scream. (gasps) Somehow, hidden deep in the back corner of the turn, a mangled car lay upside down. Holy shit. It had flipped and plowed straight into the back light pole, but remained covered by the brush. The windows were broken. My uncle saw a decomposed man's body upside down in the driver's seat. Oh, my God. His hand was sprawled out of the open window, and he had, you guessed it, a half-eaten hamburger in his hand. What? Eddie ran out, and after all the boys had their chance to stare, they called the police. They say that the man must have been speeding or drunk at night and hadn't seen a corner turn in time. I'm still unsure how no one had heard the noise. Either way, it's safe to say my uncle didn't eat hamburgers for a while after that. I bet. The incident was just another mark on his childhood and is something he just can't quite forget, which is why I'm pretty sure he's a hot dog person now. (laughs) Thanks for keeping me sane throughout the long hours of my office job. Stay sexy and wait till you get home to eat that hamburger, Jackie. For real. (gasps) Those stories of like, you know that one recent, like the Google Google Earth image that showed that there was a car submerged in like a a town's local lake? Yes. And it was a guy who went missing for like 25 years or whatever? Yes. Those are, I are fascinated by those stories. I feel like that was a woman that was submerged in that car. I think so. We should actually look it up and talk about it on our show because that is a crazy one. Whenever there's stories of people going missing after they were like on their way somewhere, half the time I'm like, they might have just fucking fallen asleep at the wheel and veered off the road into a fucking ditch. Because if no one's around to hear yeah. it, like in on that situation, like I would just the first thing I thought of is like, was it the time of year where people were on vacation? Right. Or they heard it and then they looked outside and didn't see anything. Yeah. They were like, oh, I guess a car crashed and then drove away. Right. Or something. Right. <laughs> Isn't that no, that's intense. And like little kids just being like, where's da, the da, ball? Da. Oh. Yeah. Also, by the time you got to that part, when you were like, you guessed it, an uneaten hamburger, I was like, what? Like, I'd forgotten the hamburger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The hamburger part's a weird little timid, but like, <laughs> it's there. It is there. All right. <clears throat> Here's my last one. Okay. Hi, friends. Hi. Right. Back in 2014, I was recently divorced and living on my own from, for the first time in my life at 27 years old. I got married in college. Do not recommend. <laughs> I was living in a first floor apartment in the suburb of Wichita, Kansas, just minutes from where BTK lived and operated. Anyway, one night I was fast asleep in the middle of the night. I was woken up by a small voice whispering, Daddy, something's wrong. Oh, my God. I open my eyes, still half asleep. And in the moonlight shining through the window, I see a small ghost child whose face is covered in blood standing next to my bed. What? I screamed, what the fuck? And nearly kicked this ghost demon (laughs) child back to hell when I woke up enough to realize it was not a ghost demon child, but my four-year-old son. Oh, my God. Then came the realization that my four-year-old's face was covered in blood. I asked him what happened. And he just said, my face is wet. (gasps) I checked his head for any kind 
cuts or injuries and couldn't find any. Then I realized that he had had a really bad nosebleed in his sleep and wiped it all over his face oh, and head. Oh, my God. This child was literally covered in blood, <gasps> entire head, pajamas, arms, and hands. Holy shit. I looked very suspicious the next morning, throwing away blood-soaked <laughs> sheets in the apartment complex dumpster. Six years later, and I'm remarried with a few more wonderful children, and damn it, if they don't still walk into our bedroom in the middle of the night, whispering until we wake up. No. <laughs> Is that it? Sorry, no, no, no. <laughs> they have no idea how close the, how close they have come to getting roundhouse kicked in, in those few moments of terror before I realize they are my own children and not some hell demon or intruder. Stay sexy and tie a bell to your children, Corey. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and that's a story before you knew he had children. Yes, you're just like wait. That's what. That's why it was a perfectly told yes, story. Totally. Yep. Wow. Daddy, yeah. something's wrong. And it's like, but I was a girl in college. <laughs> yeah. We're assuming it's from oh, women. Oh, bloody children. Love it. Um, okay. This one's a little long, but it's my last one. Okay. It's called Hometown Story. Um <laughs> Hello. I love you all. Here's a funny one. Let's get to it. Yeah. Me and my mom are family story addicts. We Addicts. Addicts. You did it. Okay. Yeah. We love retelling funny anecdotes and making people listen to our crazy shit. So, mom, this one's for you. In the 80s, my nana and grandpa moved into a new house with my mom, who was in her early teens. They instantly got on with everybody. Nana was a crazy talented hairdresser and Tupperware party queen. Nice. Mom was rocking Doc Martens and begging for a Vespa, which she later drove through a bus shelter. <laughs> and Grandpa, well, he made the lady swoon with his classic cars and surprisingly consistent tan. I mean, it's the UK. How did he get it in the first place? For real. <laughs> anyway, point is, they were the dream team. Not long after they'd settled into their new home, they heard from the neighbors about mysterious goings-on in the garden down the road. Under the cover of night, the sky's gnomes were going on a walkabout, appearing in strange formations on the front lawn, gaining funny hats or accessories, moving on to the adjacent, adjacent neighbor's property, or disappearing and reappearing the following night. It was hilarious, required a heap of dedication, but no one owned up. The gnome escapades went on for years. In fact, once I came along in 91, my mom and dad bought the house next door and the guy still hadn't gotten to the bottom of the mystery. <laughs> the happenings just escalated. These 90s gnomes were cheekier, bolder, and they were doubling. New gnomes were arriving on a monthly basis until one morning there was a little gnome army waiting on his doorstep. <laughs> Classic. Sadly, mid-90s, my grandpa was diagnosed with cancer and during that time, the gnomes appeared to slow their flow and uh. became a little more relaxed. Uh. You got it, detectives. It was my grandpa, the gnome master. Yes. Shortly after they'd moved in on the way home from the pub, grandpa thought it'd be hilarious to move a gnome to a new position. After a few weeks, it just became a tradition, a tradition that lasted nearly 20 years. <laughs> when he became ill, a few of his friends must have realized it was him. And instead of telling everyone who it was, they carried on moving the gnomes. And I'm pretty sure they continued to do it, do so after he passed uh. away. Aww. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this silly little story. Stay sexy and remember to move your neighbor's gnomes, Georgie. I enjoyed that story when it was the film Amelie, and I enjoyed it today. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I I feel like there's a bunch of those stories out there of people doing that. I love I, it. It's the best. Light uh, victim-free pranks right. are very fun. And then finding out it's your grandpa. It's your grandpa being awesome and tan. And then his friends are like, we're not going to let anyone find out. Let it live. Well, also, what if net neighbor is just like, I'm the one it's happening to. Yeah. They're like, like, we have to keep this tradition up. It's like, or you could just stop doing it. I feel like if the neighbor really didn't like it, he would have just gotten rid of the gnomes. I would actually feel kind of honored, like someone, yeah. someone cared enough to prank me. Totally. Yeah. And it's not like 
egging your house or anything you have to clean up. Right. It's just gnomes. It's a it's gnome. It's a... Uh, come on, there's a pun there. Gnome Chomsky? Gnome harm, no fa- gnome foul. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thank you. It was immediate. Yeah. That's how my brain works. <laughs> uh, but I don't know math. <laughs> Uh, send us, There's no room for math. There isn't. <laughs> send us your stories. My favorite murder at Gmail or on our website, myfavoritemurder.com. Uh, and stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye. Elvis, want a cookie? <laughs>